Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 96 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and what a week it has been. Disney Cruise Line is back, uh, and if you're not sure what I mean by that, I'll explain in a, in a couple minutes here, but a lot of progress has happened, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm feeling especially hopeful right now that we'll get some information soon about Disney Cruise Line, um, about their official plans for reopening. But before we get into that, I have I have to share something with you that made me laugh out loud this weekend. As I've shared many times before, I love receiving iTunes reviews for the show and reading your feedback and kind words really mean a whole lot to me. Um, I set out with a goal a while ago to read my my new reviews on the show, but there was one time I received so many in a row that I, it, it literally would have taken up a half a show just to read them all. Can't tell you how grateful I am uh, that you know, or how grateful that makes me feel. And I hope that you all know that I value and appreciate each and every review that I receive. Um, I got a new review over the weekend, and (laughs) the headline of it just made me laugh out loud in a group of uh, a a group of my friends I was hanging out with. (laughs) I have no idea who this person is, but uh, I think it's I think it's Florida Kiddo two thousand nine. Um, but this person said, <laughs> Wes brings it like a boy, boy, boy band does the hits. And I assume that's a reference to the admission that I had on my show a few weeks back that I would choose a Backstreet Boys song, uh, as my go-to karaoke. Uh, or if it was just totally random, I'm super impressed by the timeliness of that. Either way, thank you, Florida Kiddo 2009 for adding some laughter into my weekend. It literally made me laugh out loud. Uh, the rest of that review was very kind, uh, and was a great, uh, cap to an otherwise very long and, and somewhat stressful week for me personally. So, uh, thank you. And thank you once again to everyone who leaves me reviews, uh, and feedback on iTunes. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, let's get you caught up on a few smaller things uh, related to Disney Cruise Line before we get to the big news that happened recently. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we learned some new information about the dining options on the Disney Wish. Uh, The Disney Parks blog released an article containing some information about Worlds of Marvel, the, uh, the new dinner dining experience in the main dining restaurant. They released somewhat of a, a teaser trailer showing a PimTech Quantum Core machine <laughs> featured on every table that is somehow going to cause objects to shrink and grow. No idea how they're going to accomplish that, but I'm excited to see the technology and the creativity that they have uh, that they've been able to come up with. The storyline will follow Ant-Man and the Wasp as they embark on their first public speaking engagement on behalf of the Avengers. 
They're hosting a special presentation of the most powerful superhero technologies, including Captain America's shield, Iron Man's arc reactor, and Ant-Man's PIM particles, giving the audience an up-close look at holographic models, field reports, and iconic scenes from the Marvel Cinematic Universe displayed on the scenes throughout the, the surrounding room. Um, on the surface, I'm not a huge fan of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, you know, uh, in the hierarchy of my favorite superheroes, they are definitely, um, you know, down on the list, but I'm certainly willing to put all that aside and give it a chance before I jump to any conclusions, especially since we're told that Captain America and Captain Marvel may join the fun as well. I'm very excited for this, and I have uh, really high expectations. I can't wait to see what they've come up with. Um, they've already billed it as, quote, more than a meal and more than a show. It's something that's never been done before in a restaurant on land and sea. So that sounds pretty exciting to me. We also learned about the quick service options that will be available on board. That was one of the things that I have been waiting to hear about, especially since all the previous announcements had been silent to whether or not the Disney wish will feature a cabana's buffet, like the rest of the ships in the fleet. Well, now we have our answer and it appears that there will not be a cabana's on board the Disney wish. Uh, on July 8th, Disney cruise line announced that Marceline market, which is named for Walt's early childhood hometown in Missouri, will be a stylish food hall inspired by popular marketplaces around the world. Here, guests will find an ever-changing menu of specialized offerings in a vibrant, free-flow setting with both indoor and outdoor seating and breathtaking views all around. Breathtaking ocean views all around, excuse me. So Disney Cruise Line has not explicitly announced that this will be the replacement for Cabanas and the, the deck plan hasn't been updated uh, for this restaurant yet or this, you know, this dining uh, location, but all signs point to that. Uh, and I, for one, am all for it. I love that there are so far no repeat restaurants or dining options. That's one of the things that was on my wish list <laughs> from the very beginning. And I also absolutely love, love, love all the vintage Americana slash Walt era throwbacks that we've learned about so far between the 1923 restaurant and the Marceline Market. I really hope they, uh, they incorporate even more of it because I think it's, uh, that's awesome. We also learned about the upper deck quick service options, which sound like they will offer similar uh, food options to what's available now, but it will be themed to Mickey and Friends Festival of Foods. They've promised a mix of fan favorite treats like all you can eat ice cream with two brand new selections, barbecue and Mexican inspired food offerings. So pretty excited about that. Uh, the theme is inspired by the seaside boardwalk setting in the Mickey Mouse animated shorts, which should fit right in with the theme of the aqua mouse uh disney's doing a lot with that kind of mickey mouse branding uh lately and it seems like it's gonna flow right into the wish um and finally the biggest news from the last couple weeks is pretty obvious the the disney magic completed her test sailings on uh in the uk and has already successfully sailed with paying passengers on board uh, really exciting. That marks the first time that paying passengers have cruised on a Disney ship in well over a year. 
<laughs> I made every effort possible to get someone to come on the show to talk about those test cruises, but <laughs> every person that I spoke to uh, pretty much told me that they weren't allowed to discuss their experience, which I just think is bizarre, but um, it is what it is. But I was able to find a couple people who sailed on the first cruise after the test sailing, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm really excited to hear from them and hear about the hear about their experiences and what that was like. And just as a side note, if you have any questions that you would like for me to ask them, uh, please feel free to send them over. Uh, the other big news out of the U.S. Uh, came last week when we learned that the Disney Dream would be making attempt number two at a test sailing over the weekend. That cruise is actually still underway as I record this, but if successful, this will be a huge step toward a return to cruising in the United States. Following the cruise, I'm looking forward to some clear information from Disney Cruise Line about its plans to resume for all the ships because I just think it's ridiculous that we don't know anything yet. Um, and I think after these test cruises, we'll, we should start to hear some stuff. I'm hoping for no more mass cancellations, uh, but I assume the Disney Dream and the, fan and the Disney Fantasy will be the first to resume um, with plans for the Wonder and the Magic to be released a bit later. But overall, it's been a great week uh, for those of us waiting for cruises to start back up, and and uh, you know, and, and hopefully, real cruises are are on the very near horizon. And some people have cruises scheduled that are that are less than I think th like thirty five days away. So let's let's really hope that those sail. All right, let's get to this week's episode. So if you're on social media, you would probably agree that it can uh, be somewhat of a dumpster fire at times, I would say, um, but it's definitely not all bad. In fact, one of the things I love about the online Disney community is that it's filled with mostly good people um, who share a, a passion for a common interest and, and, and can lead you to, to meet some really interesting individuals with fun stories to tell. My guest this evening is a former Disney cast member who is part of the Ear for Each Other community. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a, a group of former Disney cast members who really have found a way to, to showcase their incredible talents and skills uh, and, and find a way to make some money while, in most cases, being laid off um, from Disney as, as a result of the pandemic. My family has supported a number of different cast members in the Ear for Each Other community in different ways, but my guest today has both an interesting skill set and a background with Disney Cruise Line that I'm very interested to hear more about. So I will quit rambling, and it's my pleasure to welcome Eric onto the show. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Hi there. Thanks for having me. It's Absolutely. a pleasure, and uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, it's. It, I'm. I'm really interested in what you do. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. So, Eric is on Instagram at nothing in particular productions, um, which is the name of his business. I discovered his profile from an Instagram story that somebody shared. Um, and Eric makes some really cool Disney themed pieces that you can customize. I, I really. I can't do it much justice myself just talking about it, so you should you should definitely go check out his work on Instagram and, and reach out if you have an idea about something that you'd like him to make. I ordered a, a Disney Cruise stateroom door number that is now hanging on my office door, 
you can't you can't see it right now, but it's it's right behind me. Um, and uh, I've also been talking to him about some other ideas that I have. So I'm guessing we'll be we'll be talking long after today's podcast. Um, and just as a side note for those listening, I'm also been talking to him about a, a little gift for those who book Disney cruises through me. So just keep that in mind uh, when you go to book your next cruise. Um, but anyway, now that I'm actually talking to you in person, uh, Eric, I just want to tell you how much I I love that piece that you made for me that the quality is amazing and the detail is just incredible so thank you very much uh it's a pleasure honestly you know to get people who are fans of the little details yeah. and the the little elements that you know we all bring to the table for the for the ships for the parks it's it's what i call the the secondary graphic love yeah because everybody knows what the marquee and the and the ship name looks like but you know it's those things that resonate with people that doesn't necessarily resonate with everybody. So right. I like to try to bring that custom piece to everybody who can, you know, really stays with their family, stays with their memories, you know, for, for as long as time can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, how, how many of those have you made? Cause I, you know, your Instagram stories was just like this. <laughs> it couldn't even fit all of them in the picture. Cause there were so many. So currently, I think I've done around uh, 15 of them, nice. and they varied from special dates uh, like yours was to special stateroom numbers to people's address, birthdays. You know, yeah. it's kind of been all over the place of what um, what people reasons people. I like to know why the reasons people are yeah. putting certain dates on there. And um, but yeah, it's been great. I love. I love the multi-elements, the multi-layers to building them for people. And, you know, I love hearing people's reactions to what they think of sure. them. I'm working on another special one for somebody who um, is taking each one of the staterooms that they've stayed on on the four ships. Oh, that's cool. And they're cool. making one special piece for their family. So I'm, ex- I'm excited you'll see that one. In the coming weeks, pop up on Instagram if you if you follow us. Nice, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that idea. I think you showed me sort of the the proof of concept on that one. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see the finished product. Um, you mentioned the the detail. That piece is something I've actually have been looking at for a long time that I've really wanted. Um, and you know, it it's <laughs> it, the detail on the one that you made is far, you know far exceeds anything that I've seen uh, before. Um, and it's funny the, so like the detail inside the porthole is pretty much exactly like it is on the ships. I mean, you, you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> and I asked you what, you know, how did you do it? And you're like, Oh no, can't tell you that's a trade secret. <laughs> so just say, that's the kind of quality that we're dealing with. You know, he can't even tell us how it's done because it's so, uh, it's so amazing. So, uh, it's, it, it's great. So I, I do want to hear more about your business and, you know, we'll talk about that more at the end. Um, but I wanted to just start by kind of getting to know you a little bit. Like, what's your what's your background in? Is it is it engineering? Is it art? Is it you know? Is it something else? Uh, so originally, I went to school for uh, industrial technologies, and it had a basis in architecture. I wanted to be an architect growing up. I mean, that just building buildings and bringing in these huge statement pieces as a child, you know, that's, you know, you see these buildings, you see these things and it's like, well, that's cool. I want to do that. And, uh, so I went to school for industrial technology and that kind of was a basis of architecture, industrial fabrication. It was a little mixture of everything. And then I graduated with that degree. And then I went back and took a business degree because I learned from my, uh, 
my relative who was in business, like everybody needs a basis of business. And I truly believe that that helps me today with something that I never thought I would be doing, right. which is running my own business. <laughs> yeah, right. I was, I was about to say, uh, it sounds like it paid off pretty well. Yeah. So after I graduated, I, you know, stuck with that thought of uh, going into architecture and I worked for a small firm in upstate New York where I'm originally from. And kind of through that realized that I was really more into commercial architecture than I was houses. So opportunity arose for me to go work for another com- another company that was in uh, commercial construction. So I, you know, I was using AutoCAD and the design softwares for blueprint drawing. And as I started working for this company, they realized that I had a lot of talent with it and they really elevated me and trained me so I kept getting more responsibilities, more responsibilities, and I started working with a number of clients, just doing their designs, doing their everything. And I really, I became the primary drafter, designer, and project manager for every McDonald's on the East Coast. No way. <laughs> and then obviously that grew and that was, but my company was really helpful in, you know, building my career. And they started kind of pushing me on all global brands. So I was working with pretty much any global brand you can think of I've done work with in some facet. Wow. You know, Chase, Walmart, Lowe's, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks. And so doing a lot of that, and this was all architecture and civil. I was doing civil design, laying out parking lots, drainage. And we took on a new facet at that company that was doing alternative energy. So I went out to California several months and I was designing fuel cells to take big companies off the grid. So I was doing everything I'd kind of learned about architecture and civil and my college degree, which taught me a lot about electrical. And I was taking all that stuff and helping these, a company that was building all these fuel cells, I was helping them implement them all up and down uh, the coast in California. So kind of a broad, uh, (laughs) broad spectrum of things to work on. And then, you know, I did that for a number of years and I kept always going back to, especially when I was working on the fuel cells, like I love what's the actual material. What's the, like, you know, what are these cases built out of? What are this? Like, I still really started realizing, like, I love the actual pieces, the elements, the, the details, but it was really construction details at that point, you Mm. know, like, why are we building this? Why are we using that steel? Why are we, you know, PSIs of concrete? It's the real, those details that most people don't ever think about or know about. So I started realizing like, this was what I think I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Finally realized after so many years, like I'm not doing what I want to do. So I took a, uh, opportunity in working for a custom aluminum fabrication company. We built a lot of fences, railing, artwork, you name it. And I absolutely fell in love with metal fabrication and the art side of building these beautiful pieces of art and even building railings that became beautiful pieces of art. When we did design in fills, you've seen some of them around Disney yeah. where they have, you know, the logos cut into them. And, you know, really that's when I found what I loved. And that that job ultimately led to getting me to Florida and getting for a contractor who worked with Disney and which honestly ultimately led to my time with Disney, you know, and 
my big thing for everybody as they build their careers now and realize what they do. Like I tap into my experience every day from everything I learned from college sure, yeah. through everything. There was no such thing as a bad job, like whether they had goods or bads, like everything taught me something. And I really want people to realize like, take everything you can out of a job, no matter what it is. Cause you never know <laughs> when sure, you're going to yeah, use right. it again. Exactly. I took a business degree that I never thought I'd use. And <laughs> you know, so every day I pull from my vast experience across different forms of construction and did it for Disney. And now I'm able to do it like figuring out how to make very detailed pieces yeah. for, <laughs> you know, a less, you know, a lesser, lesser way to make them, you know, available to the people. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's super cool. I, that's really interesting. So I know that Imagineering has this sort of broad, really broad term at Disney. Were you technically an Imagineer for, for, the, for Disney? Yeah. So, uh, for several years before I worked for an outside firm, which they use a lot of contractors for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked directly with the theme entertainment industry. So I've, not only did work for Disney, I did work for Universal. I did work for SeaWorld. You you name it, I, I worked for the themed in, the themed industry. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and in 2017, Walt Disney Imagineering officially hired me to come on and work directly with them. So I was an Imagineer um, starting in 2017. You know, had the had the hard hat, had the whole deal. That's so <laughs> cool. And then, did you work straight through? Uh, you know, until the pandemic. Is that is that ultimately why you you know? You, yeah. You yeah. So oh, man. Yeah. So unfortunately, I was impacted by the layoffs, like so many of us. Right. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that as things are going back to normal and you know, projects start to pick back up that, you know, I'll have the opportunity to return to Disney. Um, it's, you know, we never know, you know, the world is in still such an unknown state right now that, you know, but the, the the fingers are crossed. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned you kind of slid in a, a a little detail that you worked on at, at Disney world. What, uh, you know, what, Excluding Disney Cruise Line, which we'll get to, but what mm-hmm. what are some Disney projects that you've been involved in? So, honestly, it's far too many. <laughs> to okay. That's I mean, fair enough. Are there any like uh, you know obvious ones in plain view of everybody? So, for, from a gra- from a graphic standpoint, I most recently helped deliver uh, Coronado Destino Tower. And Riviera, um, and, you know, what most people don't realize just walking around is each one of those resorts has 600 room numbers. They have every single stairwell, every single, you know, each one of those resorts, if you look at it from a holistic thing, has several thousand signs per. So I help deliver those. I, you know, as an assistant and a team that we all are, I jumped in and helped on large projects like Star Wars and, you know, so things cool. like that. You know, Pretty much, you know, in the grand scheme of it, I, I can sum it up as I've done work in every single U.S. park and resort. <laughs> and I've done small a small project in Paris and Shanghai as wow. well. Wow. That is, that is amazing. And I, I have... 
thought for a long time that I chose the wrong field to go into because Disney Imagineering just seems like kind of the tip of the iceberg to me. Like the coolest, the coolest thing that you can do, especially, you know, if you're a Disney fan and, and, and like you said, into like the details and, and, and creating things and stuff like that, it's, uh, just seems like a really cool, uh, really cool job. So the thing that I, you know, piqued my interest the most as we've been talking, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously I'm a big Disney cruise fan. Um, and you mentioned that you've worked on some projects with Disney cruise line. Can you kind of just describe some of the projects that you've, uh, that you've been involved in? Yeah. So I was from the outside because cruise handles things very different than yeah, the parks. Yeah, yeah. Um, not without getting into too many details about how that, that functions. Sure. Um, we as a team, you know, there's a team on the island that manages the island and there's a team on the ship that manages the ships. Mm. So I've worked on several projects on Castaway where it's either it's taken damage from a hurricane and we've had to replace a couple panels or Castaway is in the details there. The signs are made of real wood and they're, you know, they really bring that element of the island where we're using elements that we would have found on the island and not, you know, a lot of the, I won't, I don't want to say fake because that's not the right word, yeah. but it's, you know, there's other ways we can build things to make them look like wood and With they're authentic, not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of places like that. And then I've worked on new stuff, like as they add things on the island, they need to update the maps and their braille maps as well. So we have to get those built. Uh, one of the cool projects I worked on was the air bar. Oh, that's um, awesome. So they were wanting to showcase that they were going to have the collectible cups, the bamboo tall one and the coconut. So they tried to come up with a way and they kind of creatively gave us the way of being like, we have these cups, we have menus, we want them to showcase um, showcase them and try to help basically sell them. And we came up with, you know, we did giant chalkboards. They look like chalkboards if you've seen the menus up there. Yeah, yeah. And, but really, they're they're all hand, they're all hand painted to look like chalk. Um, and then we secured all of those cups there, made them weather tight to the elements so they don't just fill with water. But so like something that you know everybody sees and has probably helped many of your listeners uh, buy <laughs> drinks from. <laughs> I think I have one of those uh, bamboo cups downstairs. <laughs> I have one in my cabinet yeah, out there. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and then you know, so you get those. You get a call from that team, and it, it's either, "Hey, can you recreate this?" or "Hey, we're looking to do something," or "Hey, we need a new directional sign because we've had a lot of people." complain they can't they can't find their way to the cabanas or and they go through various stages of whether that requires creative designers whether that requires any art direction you know there's a lot of people who touch every project sometimes sometimes there's not it's it varies across the board so yeah little pieces here and there um the the air bar was probably the biggest most noticeable thing people would know you know i've replaced directions to you know, Pelican, you know, just random directional pieces, especially after hurricanes. That's right. They get a lot, you know, they get a lot of abuse down there and sure. we got to turn them quick because. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're when you're working on Castaway Key, did you like go on and off the island from the ship or did you actually spend get to spend time on the island? 
So for me personally, as the team, I don't get to go to oh, gotcha. for what I do for them. I don't. I build it here. I Under, yeah, I got you. I send it to the dry dock for them, and then they load it on the ship because the the. The island has its own maintenance staff, and it has its own. They just obviously can't build things. Yeah, yeah, no, the, that makes to total the level sense, yeah. there. So yeah. to keep the to keep those people employed, they they are the people who maintain the island. They they would mount everything and hang everything. But there are teams that do get to go and stay on the island, uh, especially when you're bringing a lot of theme painters in and a lot of mural painters, and they're going to be working for several days. They do go and stay on the other side of the island where housing is for for the staff there and do get to do that. Really so. cool. That's that's awesome. So you have worked on projects on Castaway Key, but as I understand it, you've also done some work on at least one of the ships. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk about that Look. a little bit? Yep. Yeah. So I worked on the uh, tangled overlay that was done on the ship. Uh, that was another project. That's Again, awesome. it was very heavily props based and uh, lighting based. Obviously, the lanterns and and what we have is there is a props and show set team, and they do a lot of that immersive layouts because that's what they're trained for. They're trained to go in and lay out spaces that function, put props in. Uh, you know, and kind of do all that. They're also not specialists in building signage. Mm-hmm. So they partnered with me at the time on the team with my graphics fabrication, along with other designers and a lot of other people on the team to bring that to life. So I got to build, you know, the wanted posters, the banners that hang <laughs> around the pin, you know, what we call pin mounted letters that have the, the letters on the wall with the sun. And so I get all of that designed and, all approved by art directors for the ship and all of that. And then I get it all built. But again, that was the same thing at that time. The props team was responsible for installation. So they actually took all that stuff onto the ship and they did all of that themselves. So again, it was one I I built for the ship. The only piece of that I, I did not build was the snuggly duckling. That was a prop, not a sign. Gotcha. Okay. But I do, but I did make my own variation from a palette when the pandemic first started. (laughs) Kind of where that started is that I never got to build one of those, so I built my own. (laughs) That's awesome. That is that is just that is so cool. Um, How? Give me a sense of how long these projects take. I mean, I imagine they probably vary, but you know, something like the tangled overlay i mean is that a a weeks long is that months long or are you working on it for you know a year how long do those things take it 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 obviously depends like you said on the size of the project something like galaxy's edge took seven years right um (laughs) but things like the tangled it it depends on what what uh point you want to start at with that is somebody comes up with an idea it obviously has to be brainstormed is there value in it they have to do focus groups to see are people going to receive this well. If you start it, you know, so once you get all through that and then they get funding because you got to look at, okay, when's the ship down or when can we not have people in a in a restaurant? Because obviously, you know, you know about the cruise turn dates. They're in and out exactly. in hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the allure of an Imagineering and a construction team, when we can, we never want to be seen. 
that's the whole point. We want you to walk away one night and walk back the next day and, oh, my God, look at what's different. Right, right. So if you look at from when that project was officially, you know, turned on, it was probably a year. Okay. I my my signage part of it, you know, if anyone's ever been around any kind of home improvement, if you think about like anything you try to do with a contractor, they have to come look at it. They have to give you a price. You have to approve a price. Of course, so yeah. for me, my project probably took 14 weeks to 16 oh, okay. weeks. Um, and that's going through that process of getting prices, getting things built, building some stuff ourselves, and then getting it secured and before the date. So, yeah. But then I've had other projects where you get a phone call and you have to figure out how to bring something out there in a week. Sure. You know, so we have ways of making things temporary faster, yep. but still are in, in show and, and that, but yeah, I mean, the average I'd say for what I do is, you know, 12 to 16 weeks, a job like Coronado, that was, um, almost two years. Oh, okay. Wow. Just from the sheer scale. And again, you're talking life safety and, yep. you know, there's a lot of design reviews and drawing reviews to make sure that we're doing everything that, so when you stay there on the 10th floor, you know how to wait, find your way to everything. Sure, and there's, yeah. So there's a lot that of reviews sense. that go into that to get that stuff done. That's, that's awesome. So uh, are you, it sounds like the answer is going to be both, but are you involved in like the design part or the like production part or is it, is it both? It, it's, it's, it's kind of both. Okay. Um, typically when something comes to me, I don't have any artistic input in the way gotcha. most people view artistic mm -hmm. because it's gone through color designers. It's gone through art directors. It's gone through, it's really ready to be implemented in the park. But what I do have creative over is creative ways of fabricating it mm. uh, to make it look better, look you know, more, you know, better for the space, you know, that's where sure, I yeah, can yeah. work with the, the, the artistic team. And also, you know, when you buy materials, they come in standard materials. So when someone's asking for something, a certain thickness, it's my expertise to say, Hey, I can do that, Yeah. but it's going to cost a lot more money yeah. because you're asking for a specialized material or, yeah. or a lot of fabrication time. So if I shrink it, you know, an eighth of an inch or I make it this much wider or, you know, I, I, that's where my creativity comes in is basically I will use my creativity to help you get the best product and the fastest product on budget. Yeah. That's, and sometimes that's, you know, we use a creative way of stamping things to look like wood and that sign is now going to last 15 years instead of a wood sign that's maybe going to get you seven years. Mm -hmm. So even though they originally might have said like, hey, build that out of wood, it's me using my creative talents of fabrication styles to say, hey, it might cost you a little more right now, but I can give you double the lifespan. Yeah. You know, it's funny you talk about that stuff because that is 
one of the things that fascinates me the most about whether it be at Disney World or on a Disney cruise ship, you look at something and you're like, you know that, like I'm seeing it now, that you can't buy it like that. It doesn't exist in a store or, you know, you can't just call someone and say, I need, I need this piece that is this size. It looks like this. It's in this shape. Everything, it seems like, has to be custom designed. And it just it fascinates me how how something like I'm just Galaxy's Edge comes to my mind. How you can create that landscape out of basically out of nothing because that type of you know structure doesn't exist in real life. So mm-hmm. that that always just fascinates me. And it sounds like that's the type of thing that you are um, are heavily involved in. Um, yeah, that's 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 the biggest side of what I do is basically specialized fabrication and fabrication methods. That's my area, really my area of expertise for, for the company was. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really cool. So when you're at Disney world or you're on a Disney cruise ship, like what's it like just walking around and saying, you know, I built that or I worked on that or I worked on that. Like, does it, does it take away from anything at all for you knowing how like, knowing how it's designed. I actually, I have this friend who um, is really into like audio and video stuff mm-hmm. and I'll watch a movie with him and he'll be like, oh, this is how you get, this is how you do that scene and this is how they get this lighting. And I'm like, dude, I just want to watch the movie. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> want to know how, I don't want to know how it's built. So I, I, like, do you get any of that where it sort of takes away from um, your experience because you know sort of the behind the scenes or is it, does it make it cooler because you're like, this is awesome, and I did that. You know what I mean? It's 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 definitely the huge part of how cool this is. Yeah. I built it. Everybody that I go with or my family is sick and tired of hearing it, and they're going to hear it every time we see it. So yeah, you should really, you should brag about that until uh, until you, you know until you can't anymore. But I will tell you that I won't say that it takes away from the only thing that I will find is. I do find myself being taken out of the experience that we're trying to create. Mm. And I won't say it at Disney because I know the story we're trying to create at Disney. But what I do find myself is when I do go to Universal or I, to better my knowledge, we all build things differently and on different budgets. So I start finding myself of figuring out how did they put that up on the building? How is that, you know, oh, they must have driven Oh wait, equipment doesn't fit through that door. So where did they come in? So you know, I do find exactly, myself yeah. pulling myself out of the element of of story. So that gets a little. I'm pretty good at shutting it off. Yeah. Um, but you do you do find yourself. But I can tell you that the most rewarding thing in my career in life is the elements that I see people enjoy. Mm. Now, whether it's what I'm bringing to people's table today or what I've done in the past, uh, that's, that's, you, I, you would never take those feelings out of my heart. Like yeah. that's, you know, I'll, I'll share one, probably the best experience of my career. Um, I was working on star Wars launch bay, um, way back in the day <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of time spent a lot of, a lot of hours, a lot of project issues. It was, it was, a, it was a rough one, but we built all the major signage for that attraction, uh, marquee, the banners behind the marquee, all the meet and greet signage. And 
one of the things that I always loved to do was when anything opened, I went as a guest and I did the whole thing. I didn't go through the back. I didn't, I waited in the line at 4 a.m. to go into Toy Story, which I helped on. I waited at 2 a.m. to go into Pandora, which I also had been in hundreds of times before that. But I want to experience it as the people that I'm working for, because that's you want to you don't want to hear, but you do want to hear people's reactions. Sometimes it's really bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes it's really good. Yeah. Um, but Launch Bay was probably the one that will always stick with me. I went in there. I sat down next to where the Ray figure is. If any of you have been in Launch yeah. Bay, and there's a little bench right there, yep. and just watching, taking it in, and I saw a little five year old boy scream from up the way, run down, look at the Chewbacca sign that I had helped create and build, scream again, run back, grab the hand of his grandfather and his father, and turn around and like drag them to go meet Chewbacca. And here I am, a you know, burly man and all of this, balling my eyes out in the center <laughs> of Launch Bay. That's and awesome. It, it, it hit me to say like, I just brought a memory to three generations of a family that took a picture in front of this sign and through loss, through happiness, through whatever this family goes through in the coming times of their life, that photo will live forever. That memory of that grandfather taking his grandson in to meet Chewbacca will live with that child. And that was when it just stamped home for me, like no matter how much headache and problems like if i'm able to create that story and nowadays doing what i do like if I, I can bring that room number you had your honeymoon in or if i can bring like that's the that's why i love to do what i do and make sure those things that you can't go buy at the store yeah you know i want to bring that to people because that you know those are the things that resonate with people you know it's for sure everybody can everybody can get a castle ornament yeah why is there a personalization thing with an artist there because that's what you want to remember. You don't want to remember that one little thing. You want to remember that trip, that year, that that whatever that is. So yeah, that was you know that was probably the best one. But I have a, have a lot of them like that. So you've uh, you've built a what seems like a pretty successful business. Um, if you know if you get the opportunity, do you think you'll you'll go back to Walt Disney Imagineering? Uh yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying that I will stop doing what I'm doing because sure. I love create. I always have always created for myself, whether yeah. it's renovating my house or building furniture that I can't buy. Um, That's so cool. So I'll always, I'll always continue to to build and to to do for people. You know, obviously, if I go back to work, it'd have to be on different time frames and is not as much as I do. But mm -hmm. it the the element of working in the themed entertainment in industry, it's a, it's an experience and a rewarding experience that you can't, I've never found anywhere else. Sure. I'm not saying for, for different people, it's different types of jobs yeah. and different, you know, doing, doing what you do. Like that's when I found that industry, that was, it felt like home every day, even when I had to work numerous hours and, late night installs and it still was rewarding the next day. Yeah. 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 That's, that's great. So how did you, how did you get started 
on on this? I mean, did you have a friend who said, "Hey, can you build this for me?" Or, you know, how did you how did you get your business kicked off here? So, you know, the the old saying of you know, idle hands or the devil's workshop. It's when the parks closed and I was furloughed. I I had just come back from. Disneyland. I was out there when Disneyland closed because I was working on Avengers Campus. Mm. Oh, wow. And so I flew back midst of everybody saying it's really bad, but nobody really knowing what it was. Mm -hmm. And I came back and we were closed that Monday. And, you know, for a while I was just occupying my time, like did some construction projects around the house you know, I was bored one day and and I had a pallet in my garage from a bunch of wood for the deck that I built in my backyard. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to make a sign. And I made a snuggly duckling sign. I was like, that's when I made that first uh, like 40 inch double sided sign. And then I started doing other little projects here and there. And then like all of a sudden there's projects all over the house, projects in the garage. And I was kind of before announcements of layoffs and stuff like that, I was like, well, let me just put these out there as, you know, one-off pieces of art. Let me see. And I got a real positive response to it. So I kind of, you know, started doing a little more. And then obviously, you know, when the pandemic hit full and because of the closures and the the project cancellations and stuff for the layoff, you know, obviously it, it became out of necessity yeah. Uh, that I continue to do it, but you know, it's not that I, it's uh, something I don't enjoy or anything sure. like that. Uh, it's just, you know, so that's where it happened. I, you know, I never, when I started, I did not set out to have a, have a small business yeah. to have pre-producing for people on a, on a everyday basis. Yeah. Um, but I also wouldn't change it either. Sure. Yeah. So do you have so, like a, a workshop or do you, you know, just do it in your kitchen or how, how are you able to do, to do all this stuff? So it started in just my garage and now the garage is a fully functioning workspace. Nice. And then I took over like our extra room off the kitchen. <laughs> just keep expanding. And now I've, and now I've acquired the dining room as well. <laughs> That's where I do my packing. And yeah. so it's, it's slowly taking over the whole house nice. and, uh, you know, ever moving everybody around the house. Awesome, yeah. That's that's funny. Um, Eric, do you have a website or how, is Instagram kind of the best uh, best way for people to find you? Uh, Instagram, where you can stay up on. This, I do a lot of stories and some posts. You know, I, I don't like to post things until people have gotten their products yeah. and they don't mind. You know, stories that disappear. Sure. But yeah, we also have a, a website, uh, nothinginparticularproductions.com. Uh, it's a shop there. There's a lot of stuff that you'll see that says contact us. Yeah. Um, mostly those are one-off projects I've done for people. And obviously we run all, all of our billing through that website. Yeah, so okay. if you see something that says contact us, just contact us. Yeah, right. You know, it, even if it's similar to what you're thinking, even if it's not like it. I mean, I always say to everybody, I do a little bit of everything. It's nothing in particular. Right. There it's, you go. You know, I made it. I don't know if you saw on our uh, on our Facebook the other day, we had a uh, a lady who asked us to build a Jack in the Box for her son who loves Wreck It Ralph. So I made them a Wreck It Ralph. Oh, that is awesome! That is that is just so cool to me that you can create these things. And so, like I said, Eric is on Instagram at Nothing in Particular Productions. 
if you see someone on there you like, just contact him. Um, if you just have an idea, I mean, I've bounced a few things off of you, and you're just like, yeah, I could probably do that. So, um, you know, there's, <laughs> he's not going to tell you no. He'll figure out how to, uh, how to, how to get it done. So I, I can't encourage you enough to go check him out. Um, you know, again, and also I, I, I pride myself on the fact of I'm more than willing to tell you what it costs right out, but I'm also very willing to work with anybody to say, Hey, I really like this thing, but I only have so much to spend yeah. or help you work out the details. I just did animal kingdom lanterns for an individual. Now I have built those for the park. I know what they cost. <laughs> and when she, when she reached out, I said, FYI, here's where you can buy, here's where you can buy the base lamp from. And this is what we do to it. And she's like, oh, I can't afford that. And I said, well, what are you looking for? And she's like, oh, I just want to line my walkway to my pool. So I ended up designing solar lanterns that I theme paint just just like the copper ones in the park and at a very, very affordable way that she was able to get 10 of them. That's awesome. Um, that's great. Well, Eric, I, this is really uh, this is really fun. Super interesting for me. I appreciate your time and uh, and you know giving me all the details uh, that you gave me and, and kind of just explaining how you do what you do. And I, I just think it's so cool. So I appreciate your time and thanks uh, thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you very much for having me. You know, this was a, a lot of fun. You know, I enjoy talking about all of this and old and new. And uh, like I said, if anyone ever needs anything. Feel free to reach out. Cruise related, doing a couple pieces you'll see on my Instagram that are I haven't told you about. Oh. <laughs> so those are those are coming soon. Awesome. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Very cool. All right, Eric. Uh, take care. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Thanks. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I could do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.